Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. This is um, a thought that is uh, still kind of brewing in my heart and um, my own life. And so I, I want to, um, I'm probably going to preach this at some point. So you'll hear it twice and then you'll decide which one was better. Um, so... Uh, I, I just, um, yeah, I, I, I've been dealing with uh, some of these things personally, and um, and so I'm trying to get better at at this, and and maybe um, this might uh, resonate with some of you. Um, and I felt like as I was praying through this, uh, that specifically there was a, a couple of you. I have no idea who those who those people are. Um, but I felt like God said specifically this is for one or two of you. Um, so I don't know who that is, but that's what I felt like. Um, so uh, comparison is all around us. And, um, and I struggle with comparison. I, I struggle with the thought of somebody else and what they're doing and what I'm doing. I wish I didn't. I wish uh, I wish that wasn't a part of my story, but it totally is, and um, I I am constantly asking God to help me with that because my eyes can get wandering real quick. Um, instead of looking at Jesus, I start looking at somebody else, and um, and that's it's hard for me. Uh, I I compare myself to other pastors and say, man, uh, look at what they're doing look at what I'm doing, uh, should I even be doing this? Those are thoughts that I, that I battle. Um, I compare myself to other leaders and think they are so good. How can they get all their thoughts together like that and then make it so, like make it make so much sense? Why, well, I could never lead like that. Or I hear somebody preach because everybody's sermons are everywhere every Sunday and especially, um, you know, as a pastor, you like inundated with like everybody's. So everybody's Sunday, you get to hear all these sermons. And listen, there's some, there are people that preach so good that make me just be like, I should never, ever talk ever again. And, and, and those are thoughts that I have. Like, I, like, not like funny, but like literal, like, I don't know if I'll ever be that good ever. Cause, cause look at that. That's totally not the truth or anything I should be thinking, but it's stuff I battle. And it's constantly something that, I mean, Jess knows it more than anybody in this room. She constantly knows these conversations because I have them with God and Jess. And, um, and, and we go through that, but it's not just that. It's, I compare myself to other fathers. Oh, they do that with their kid. I'm not doing that. Oh, I should do that. Or, or I compare myself to other husbands. Oh, I should, maybe I should do this and this and this and this. It, it, like comparison is something that I, I, I battle with constantly. Uh, I don't know if that will ever cease to be a battle. I'm praying that some, it, it, at point it, it will. Um, but I know on the other side of comparison how absolutely lifeless it is it is it is the black hole for your spirit 
you con- it, it sucks everything in. It constantly makes you into something that uh, it always is, is telling you that you're less than. And it's always trying to tell you that there's something that you're not doing right. Uh, and, and as I was thinking through this, I was thinking um, how many things are at our fingertips that, um, that push us towards comparison. Um, social media, YouTube, Netflix, you know, like, I mean, you just go through the line. Like, you could go through social media and everybody's showing their best, and that's so hard. Uh, just so you know, like, that is hard for anybody to get on that kind of social platform and not be hit with a tinge of why am I not doing that or why is that not my life or what that is hard and it's on YouTube as well but not, you know, like Netflix you can watch and you can start thinking well why I I'm not you know Marie Kondoing my house like that I should clean that you know and it, you know it, there's just tons of different things that you look through and that are at your fingertips they are literally at your fingertips that are showing you what you aren't doing or how you're not doing it or here, look at this over here. Now, that is not everybody's intention. Just so you know, don't get mad at everybody who's posting stuff because you don't know what their intention is. Their intention could be just they're doing stuff. But then the enemy would love to take that, twist that in your soul and start letting you know you're less than, you can't do it, back away. And um, I think we should tread very carefully with these things as leaders in the kingdom of God. Because I'm wondering if this is starting to chip away at our leadership quotient for who are leaders and who aren't. Um, Because I'm dealing with some of these thoughts in my head, I'm starting to think, ooh, I wonder if this starts chipping away at the things that God wants other people to be, but they've been so busy comparing themselves with other people that they take steps back from who God's called them to be, and they're not who they're supposed to be. And so they're letting this comparison trap kind of always uh, say that they're less than. And and so they, and, and I'm not saying that you can't um, learn from other things and you can't, Uh, be inspired by other things. In fact, that's something that's really important as a leader. As a leader, you should be a learner. As a leader, you should be teachable. As a leader, you should have humility in your life. And so you should be able to look through stuff and see, ooh, wow, look at that. So a healthy leader is able to look at things and actually take inspiration from them, but not identity from them. And that's where I think the crux of the matter is. I feel like there's too many of us and too many leaders in the kingdom of God that are trying to get identity from other things instead of just inspiration. You can be inspired, but that's not your identity. That's not who you are. The only person, Instagram can't tell you who you are. Facebook and Twitter can't tell you who you are. YouTube can't tell you who you are. None of those people in your uh, group of friends can tell you who you are. Your family actually can't tell you who you are. The only person who can tell you who you are is God himself. The creator of you is the only person who can tell you who you are. And the 
only person you should be comparing yourself to is Jesus and say, okay, am I getting to be more like him? Am I more like him? Am I more like him? Am I more like him? Anybody else or anything else that you're trying to compare yourself to, uh, that, that is actual folly. It is, it's foolishness and it actually hurts you and it hurts me. And every time that I'm reminded, Ben, why are you doing this? Why are you trying to compare yourself to somebody else? Because that's not who God created you to be. See, this is why it's so important for ownership track when we start talking about the gifts and the callings that God has placed on other people because we are living in a day and age where people want to be everybody else, but they don't know how to be themselves and they don't know who God's made them to be. And so as a church, we've got to say, you've got to be able to be who God's created you to be. You've got to be, and you've got to be okay with that. And, and also as a church, we've got to be okay with the church. We've got to be the church that God's created us to be. We are not anybody else's church. We are this church. We are New Heart Church. And so as leaders, we've got to decide to make sure, yeah, we can be inspired by other things, but we can't get our identity from other things because God has made us to be who we are. There is nobody else that can be Peewee. There's no one else that can be Adrian. There's no one else that can be anybody else in this room. There only is one person. That's you. And you got to understand how important this is to be you. And so as I was thinking through all of these things, I thought through the person who had the most chance, ability, uh, situation to compare themselves. And I was thinking that was Joshua. Think about this. He's following the all-time best leader. He's following the guy who rescued all of Israel from Egypt. Think, think through that. that that's a leader. He, he's following the guy that actually stuck his shepherd staff out and the Red Sea parted. He's following the guy that led them through the wilderness into now what is being the promised land. He's following the guy that gave Israel the Ten Commandments. He's following the guy that actually met with God on a mountain. Like, that's, in, that's impressive. You know, he's following a guy that had answers all the time to one of the worst churches you could ever put together. <laughs> and he always, always led them. And now Joshua... In, is, is the person. Imagine the problems of comparison that Joshua had. I'll never be like Moses. Uh, I only went up half the mountain. Moses went up the whole mountain. I, I'll, I'll never be this stuff. And In fact, Moses even didn't do it all right. And look, he can't even enter the promised land. How am I going to do this thing right? How, how am I? I, I and, and so you can imagine the comparison. Look what, what God said. He said, uh, this is in chapter 1, verse 1. After the death, death of Moses, Joshua. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun. Even his name is less than son of Nun. Moses' assistant, he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people. The time has come for you to lead. 
Joshua. Stop thinking Moses is going to do it. This is you. The Israelites across the Jordan River and into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Whatever you, wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness into the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. Notice that sentence. God said, I will be with you as I was with Moses. So he didn't say, you will be like Moses. I will be with you like Moses. So, the, so what, what, is the, what, what is the component there that's the same is not Joshua having to be the same as Moses. Is that God will be with Joshua the same he was as with Moses. And so you, you, you have to see that the, the common denominator is the spirit of God in us. The common denominator, the thing that makes us what we need to be is the spirit of God. Not us being like somebody else. So I, 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 I don't need to preach like anybody else. I just need to have the spirit of God in me like everybody else who's preaching. I, I don't need to lead like everybody else. I just need to make sure that I have the spirit of God in me like everybody else who has that available to them. So the thing that you run after is not how people do things or how people look or how you dress or where you live or all those things. You run after the spirit of God because that is the thing you need. That's the thing. It's, it's the spirit of God. And so uh, God says, I'll be with you. So was with Moses, I will not fail or abandon you. Be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to the to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. So what is he saying? Why is God saying that twice? Because I believe the thing that comparison steals first is your joy and second is your courage. It first steals your joy and secondly it steals your courage. Because as you're comparing yourself to everybody else, you won't take a step out to be who God's called you to be. And I'm not saying you step out in pride. I'm saying you step out in confidence of who God's called you to be. Because we all know the arrogant and the prideful that step out. I'm just going to be me. Well, being you stinks. (laughs) Just like being me stinks. You know, you do you boo is like the worst thing you could ever tell anybody ever, ever. Because we all are messed up. We all have stuff. Um, but you, you, you have to, in the, in the confidence of who the Spirit of God is inside of you, step out into things that God has called you to do. So your confidence is not in you. Your confidence is in the Spirit of God. And so that's what you do. You step out and you do the things that you're supposed to do because God's called you to do them and God's called you to be them. And you know who you are, who God's created you to be, and you know who you're not. So you run in your lane and you do the things that God's called you to be. And you don't have to run to all these other things. And, man, if I could just do things like, you know, like even worship, like our our worship team's awesome. But they're not Bethel and they're not United and they're not Hillsong and they're not Elevation and they're... They're our worship team for our church. And they might do the songs, but they're not, they don't have to be anybody. 
And so the same thing for me, when you, same thing for you. When you miss that, you actually miss what, what God is wanting to do in this place because God's wanting to use us, not anybody. If he called us to be somebody different, if he, if he called, then he would have a different church here. He didn't. He has us because we're supposed to be here. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.